Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 22. Minute 22. Hey everyone, it's Dan. Yeah. Dr. Sickler is still chatting to the guys, Tommy, Scott, and Billy, uh, at the convenience store gas station thing. They're just shooting the breeze. Uh, the guys are going to go home and they've had some cashews and Pepsis. They're going to start their summer reading. And Dr. Sickler, I think, is buying orange juice, I think. And then is going up to the hospital because of the emergency, the nurse and the orderly being killed. Let's continue listening. Boys again soon. Oh, yes, okay. sir. Good night, doctor. Night, doctor. Man, don't you ever say anything intelligent? Sure, I do all the time. Damn. All I know is we got a work cut out for us. Oh. Linda's old man around. Oh, jeez. Man. Oh, what do you say we just scratch that whole deal about breaking into Linda's house and stuff? You know what I mean? Oh, I know. I got a great plan. We're gonna skip the piss out of those babes. Yeah. Let's go. So who do you think was in Susie's window? Who else? It had to be Tommy. He's probably outside right now. Well, all I know is that if my dad comes home and catches us doing any of this stuff, I'm dead. Oh, Linda, don't be such a drag. We'll hear him coming and have plenty of time to stash the breeze. Yeah. When are you going to realize that it's no fun? If you don't... Mm. Hmm. And at that point, uh, Chris is by the same spot where, where Tommy appeared a few minutes ago with his mask on. And um, she's pouring herself another drink. And there's actually a big bottle of booze next to the TV that we saw earlier. And th- here's the thing. Okay, so I'm going to go through just... Not what... Mm. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. It starts off, Dr. Sickler is there, and he says goodbye, and the guy's, goodbye, doctor, goodbye, doctor, and they're like, they look at Scott, and like, you're an idiot, and stuff like that, and Tommy cracks open a beer that fizzes, and he holds it out over his, his, his vehicle there, and we're going to we're gonna play follow the beers in a moment, but because at the end of the previous minute, hide the beers. Um, uh, Scott didn't have a beer, but Tommy and Billy did, and they both put the beer sort of underneath the hood, or... or or wherever it goes. So we're going to play that in a moment. And then the, the bunch of them talk, and then, uh, you know, we're going to scare the piss out of those girls. Let's go. And Tommy reaches for the ignition, and then it cuts to the house, and all three girls are have their feet up on a table, and they're watching whatever it is they're watching on TV. I think I know what they're watching, and I think apparently it was, it was something added by the, um, again, added by the Japanese distributors. And there's a big bottle of booze next to there. And and Linda is stroking a cat, and the girls look bored out of their minds. And Chris gets up and goes to the window, and the gals are talking, and they're worried about Dad coming home, and we'll have plenty of time to stash the booze, you know. So probably, hopefully, I mean, things aren't as loud right now, but um, you didn't hear them at all last time, so I don't know. Yeah, you, you see, Lin- Linda seems like she hasn't drank anything, and so hopefully they're relying on Linda to go, oh my gosh, I heard my dad in the driveway. So, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you know, 
I don't know. You know, I I had times like that. You know, when I was you know watching rated R movies and my my parents were out and it was like you you could hear what we had. Um, what it was in Barry Road, uh, which is three thirteen Barry Road, corner Barry Road and Seneca Seneca Ave in Irondequoit. Um, uh, we were on. I don't know what corner we were on. Um, we were on the. I think we were on the southwest corner i think um and when i would when my sister would be in bed and i watch like i remember watching like police academy one night and and uh, halloween two you know and stuff like that and even my mom would either be upstairs asleep or if my mom and my stepdad or soon to be stepdad actually um if they were out or my mom was just out on a date and i was babysitting I, it would be that we had a very long driveway and so you would just see the moment someone would turn in, there'd be like a very specific flash of light in one of the windows. God, I love that house. And we have almost no pictures or anything from that house because they all all the stuff pre like 1986, 1985, when my mom remarried, most of those pictures and everything are lost. All I have are pretty much memories, which is too bad. But but there, I remember there was a very specific light in the thing. Oh my God! And so you like turn stuff off or turn stuff or do whatever you needed to do. It was great. And in Kingsgate North House, which we moved into in the summer of '85, it was the garage door opener. The moment you heard, it would take about 20, 30 seconds for that to go all the way up. Like, ten, and you you'd have the moment you heard that, you had about a minute and a half to two minutes to change the freaking channel now the unfortunate thing was when we had the satellite dish if i was on a area that i should not have been on you you had to hit the satellite dish immediately and change it immediately because the satellite dish went just like and they'd come in and go was that the satellite dish we heard actually i never no once once i almost got caught i had just put on i literally just put on I don't remember what movie it was. It was some R-rated movie that I probably shouldn't have been watching at that time. And and they came home right when I started watching it. It was like, oh my God, change it. And and they came in like, damn, what are you watching? I was like, I was just watching Masterpiece Theater. Oh, great. And luckily I could pull that off. But, uh, but yeah, so... So I understand that the um, but the thing about it is though, is her mom still there? It's like we'll hear your dad coming up the driveway, and and we'll be able to hide the booze. But won't your mom, if she's like in her bare feet, be standing right behind you? I don't know. Uh, what else is going on in this minute? Okay, I want to do follow the beers, follow the beers. So the previous minute. Uh, you know, or, or a while ago, hide the beers, Dr. Sickler. And they put their two beers, Tommy and Billy put their two beers sort of underneath the dashboard. And then at the beginning of this minute, uh, after Dr. Sickler's gone, Tommy reaches, as as Scott is saying, I don't think we should do this, I don't think we should do this. Um, uh, uh, Tommy reaches under the, the hood or wherever, I don't know what the heck's under there, and grabs a beer and opens it. It fizzes over, like I said, and and he holds it over the. Th- and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's fizzing!" You know, he doesn't want it on the upholstery of his his thing there, and so it fizzes out. And so they're all talking, they're all talking, and then watch them as they're talking, and we eventually get to scare the piss out of the girls and let's go because 
he seems to unless he's doing like the Texas switch or whatever that's called you know where the where like um a stuntman does a stunt and falls behind like a bush or a couch and then all of a sudden the actor leaps up he kind of like he lowers the beer behind the hood so you can't see it billy leans over grabs the beer takes it reaches under the hood there or wherever grabs another beer and suddenly he has two beers in his hand and tommy leans forward grabs a beer pulls that beer out uh, pulls a beer out so my first thought was well he's kindly opening up a beer for 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 um scott but it's it's like so but when the moment ends when it ends billy has one beer in his hand the one that fizzed over another one which i assumed and i asked myself there but i thought was a new one but it could be the one he put under there but then is the one that tommy grabs the one he put under there then why did he open a new one i don't understand what's happening to the beers in this and to add mystery to mystery we're gonna scare the piss out of those girls let's go and he reaches for the ignition they established several minutes ago when they were scaring the gals we're gonna pick up some beers they pull in and say let's pick up some beers before this place closes they haven't gone in and picked up anything and now they're leaving i mean i don't know if it's i don't know i mean i could try to justify it but it looks like i mean they pull in there they talk then they talk to science then they talk to dr sickler and they say let's go and tommy reaches for the ignition which to me implies we're leaving because you don't turn on a stopped car to go into a place that you're in front of i love it i don't know why this i don't know what's going on i don't know what's happening i just love it i just i just love it i, I love the fact that when when billy's reaching under there and he's pulling out all these beers and 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 and, and tommy's pull uh, this beer and tommy's pulling out this beer i think like i think like either a scene was cut out or a scene was never shot or Steven Tyler was just like, no one's going to freaking notice. I think there were, we had things like that in Iced and Blood Lake where it's no, and we had lots of them too in Night, in Night of Horror and Night to Dismember. But, but you know, it's like, and eh, no one's going to notice. They just have more beers. You know, it's like, we, you know, the implication is they're out of beers and yet they threw a beer. Oh, that's right. Okay, Bill, wait a minute. Did Scott have a beer when they pull up? Wait a minute. I'll be right back, folks. Curiouser and curiouser, said Alice. All three of them have beers when they pull up in this scene. Billy throws his beer at science, and it seems to be empty. Scott has a beer in his hand. But then when we get to the scene where it's like, oh, it's Dr. Sickler. Scott doesn't have a beer, but Billy and Tommy do. Now I'm wondering if it's sort of a thing where it's like almost like a pledge kind of thing like for fraternity. Uh, pledge, I just threw away my beer, give me your beer. Well, I drank half of it, sir. Give me your beer. And 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 so yeah, so it is. I guess it is like Billy pulls out his his what? Billy pulls out his beer and Tommy pulls out his old beer. But then why did Tommy open another beer? And or are they all meant to be new beers? I don't understand I don't understand the I don't understand the beers in this film. But that's okay. That's okay. We will survive. Let's get to the second half of this movie. Now, now we discussed some of it it's already. But what I want to discuss here is 
discuss. Mm-hmm. First, first, I guess. Look, look, look at the look behind the couch. You see the kitchen in the back where we will be spending some time later. Uh, but then you see a little dining room area with the Budweiser light. Look at the table. Look at the size of this house. This this house is pretty huge. It, it, it ain't Beverly Hillbillies Mansion huge. But it's much bigger than the house I'm sitting in right now. Although I love my house. It's very cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very comfortable. Uh, but but look at look at that. Look at that. are those folding chairs? Is this a, it's it's almost like this is when the house we moved into in in summer of 1985, King 76 Kingsgate North Rondecourt, New York had a den. And the den was very specifically for the people who lived there before us. It was sort of the um the uh, they had a pool and it was like the pool summer kind of room. It didn't have heat in it, which meant they they actually had a door that would slide and shut off the room to keep the cold out. They wouldn't go in there during the winter. They went down to the family room. But it was very specifically like it had like a hardwood sort of floor and it was there was no heat and it was very much like and but it had a TV and everything. So that was the room you went into during the summer to sort of hang out in kind of and then then you stepped out and went in the pool uh and and when they had the pool uh, uh, they didn't have a fence around it we put a fence around it so literally you would just step out a door take like five steps one step up go right in the pool we put a a fence up because that was safer but but it's interesting to me uh because what, what happened is my family really grew to love that room i really liked that room but not when I was there. That was a room I really liked afterwards. If you've ever seen my family's Christmas videos, you know that they put some carpet down, they put a heater in there, and they made it a regular room, even though it was technically almost like a porch. And I'm wondering if this portion of their house was meant to be like that. Because there's a pool, I'm sure there must be a door that we're not seeing nearby which would lead you out to the pool. Because when you go in the kitchen and you see where the door is, well, maybe, maybe we can we can discuss that later. But when you see where the door is, the door doesn't look like it's in the right spot. The door goes to the driveway, not the pool. So I, I'm thinking it's like you have this little living room area. You have this sort of area they made into a sort of dining room, but, but actually looks more like a picnic area. And then you have this little space where all the booze is, and there must be a door there that takes you out to the pool. So I'm wondering if this is sort of like a pool slash porch area that we're looking at here which it which would be like which would which would uh keep in line with what i've said before that like we have a huge house you're gonna you 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 get a couple rooms upstairs and you get this space downstairs this space right here so i love it but look this episode has gone on way too long all right there's so much to talk about there's so much to unpack in each of these minutes that which is why i love this movie so much i'm going to one more thing we have to discuss who do you think Susie saw in her window? Oh, it was Tommy. Who else could it be? All right. What? Wait a minute. Susie? What? Okay, hold it. Shut down. I didn't mean to do a little... Oh, although maybe I did a little to all a good night when they're all eating pie and stuff and that one, the one gal who um, fools around with the nerdy guy. Shut down. Doesn't she say that when she's grabbing a piece of pie? Grabbing a piece of pie. No, but it's... I mean... It's 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 funny. Like the first few times I watched this, I didn't get that. But it's like, who do you think was Susie's window? Oh, Tommy. Who else? And 
so you think, wait a minute, who is in Susie's window? Well, the killer was. We we saw the killer, right? It's it's the guy with the mask, and are there two of them? Um, mm, I shouldn't have said that, but there aren't two of them. Mm, mm. No, the killer that we saw look in the window of the gal at the start of the movie, who must be Susie because the guys drove by in their thing, mm, um, is the same guy who we see put on the mask and kill the nurse and the orderly. So who was in Susie's window? It must be Tommy. No, it was the killer. The killer who killed the people that you heard about in the newsflash just a little while ago. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. When did you... When did that... When did the Susie thing happen? The Susie, is the Susie thing like the cops are there and everything like that? Is that... When did they hear about that? When did, when did that happen? Because it's a gal, like, brushing her hair, and now it's much later than 10 o'clock, I would say. I mean, we're probably 10.30 or something like that. When that opening scene with the gal seeing the guy leaning in her window, when does that happen? Did he escape the night before and then come back? I mean, but, I mean, that doesn't make sense. So the implication is that he escapes... Maybe goes to Susie's house. Maybe she's next door thinking it's the wrong... So do you think... Okay, I'm going to try to put this in some sort of order. So the guys leave. And they they go off to get their beers. And while we are with them, the killer goes to the wrong house. No, that doesn't make sense because the guys drive by. Huh. I am stymied here. So how about this? The guys say we're leaving. They drive by Susie's house as the killer is looking in the wrong house. So there's Susie, and they drive by. Because the killer doesn't break out the night before and break out now. That doesn't make sense. Why would you go back if they're going to give you a lobotomy? So Susie, and the killer goes and hides. And the cops show up, and they're all at Susie's place. And Susie is next door or across the street. And so the, maybe the gals go over and are like, hey, what's up? What's happening? Oh, we saw this, da-da-da. And But they assume it's Tommy. And Look, there, there are one too many illogical things happening in this minute. Because when would the killer have looked in this gal's house? So he looked at Susie's house. All the cops showed up presumably following the trail-ish of the killer from the hospital. And then they left, so the gals went all back into their house and hopefully have locked the doors because there's someone creeping around and there's a killer too. And I don't get it at all. This, this episode has gone on way too long, folks, but there's so much happening in here. So please, if anyone can, can give me the the rundown of the timeline here. Well, you know what? We'll talk more about the timeline in the next episode. I'm going to stop talking right now. I'm going to I'm going to go grab some uh, booze because I like to live dangerously, and I'm going to let you listen to this. 